What's the last match called? Main event. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> Jeez. Oh! Welcome to the A Show. Me and my cousin, we are finally starting a wrestling podcast because we have been fans since the early, well, him, the early 90s. Me, the Attitude Era is when I became a fan. But this is my cousin, Jared. I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. What's going on, everybody? Really excited to do this. Um, been a fan since the early 90s like she said i remember uh climbing my uncle's bed he had this huge bookshelf with all these old tapes and he recorded uh wrestlemania 3 and i always pick it up watch it watch the uh hulkster slam andre always a top moment uh just followed in suit fell in love with the hbks the stone colds the rocks never gave up on it which was hard to do it some sometimes now i do love the attitude era but one of my favorite superstars is Edge. I think he's underrated. His era was underrated. His title reign was underrated. He was one of the best heels, and I loved watching him and Lita so much. I used to have posters of Lita in my bedroom, and my mom thought I was a lesbian for the longest time. <laughs> so Lita and Edge, I love that era. You had a Kane thing, too. I did. It was weird. I had a weird crush on Kane. You really did. Did you like him, like... More or less once the mask was off? More. Okay, so you were okay no, with the mask being off? I don't know. There was like this mystique behind him that you're kind of like, oh, what's this guy about? Kind of, yeah. yeah. And I love his theme song, too. Okay, so we're just going to, we're not going to talk about ourselves too much. We're going to jump right into the topics. Well, we will be, we'll cover everything from AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, you know, like wrestling gossip or news or whatever. Um, but let's first start off by talking about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday, which would have been October 16th. First, we start off, by the way, AEW, in my opinion, has been killing it. It's the most entertaining out of the four shows that I just mentioned. They do a really good job of where you just don't turn it off. Yeah. You just are like... You don't want to change the channel. Even when nothing's going on and they have that split commercial screen yeah. and they're just showing you some stuff, you're like, all right, I'm going to stick around. I don't know. I, I never flip the channel like I know I should. Uh, Can you turn your yeah. phone off? What the hell? Silent mode on. Okay. Oh, you know what? What? That was an email from the anonymous GM... What? Oh my god. That was the worst. <laughs> I, I hated that. So, starts off with the Lucha Brothers attacking SCU from behind, and Christopher Daniels got taken off a stretcher after being hit with a nasty pile driver. Yeah, that was sick. And I was thinking, like, man, I don't know that I'd want to take that bump on that uh, angle of the ramp. At his age. Yeah, he is like 72 he's years up- <laughs> old. He's doing, he looks, he's still great though. Like, yeah, he looks good. And the SEU is something that like, when it started, I kind of thought, man, this is so corny. Really? I did. Cause, it, oh. and you know, shame on me, but sometimes when stuff like that happens in like Ring of Honor, yeah. it just doesn't translate. But here it's like perfect. 
Yeah, the tag division in AEW has been really impressive to me so far. I'm not a huge tag team wrestling fan. I do have my favorite is the Hardy Boys, all-time favorite. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not something, that's a match I would, like, go to the bathroom for. So, with that being said, the tag division makes you want to watch them, in my opinion. They had so many tag matches that night. Four? Four, Was it four? And I still, every single one of them entertained me. Well, they were just different. Yeah. And a lot of WWE's tag team matches in the past four years, like 60% of them are kind of the same script. Same, yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, the worst thing is when they're trying to get these tag teams over, their new thing is, like, just throw them some jobbers. Yeah. And it either works or it doesn't. And that formula for me is so stale and is the reason why guys, like, uh, the Ascension didn't oh, do yeah. anything. It's because yeah. like we we've seen this so many times. Like we get it. You're gonna show us your finishers and your big moves and whatever. So but, many failed tag teams. And luckily, I don't think the War Raiders have died from that. Like so many other ones have. But the Viking Raiders. Or excuse me. Yeah, they've had like <laughs> five name changes. The Viking yeah. Raiders. But yeah, uh, that it's just it's it's stale for sure. Next, Santana and Ortiz fought, and they look really impressive. I feel like they have great heel personalities, and they fit the inner circle extremely well. Yeah, I I think that they carried TNA for a little while a few years ago, or a few, yeah, like 15 months ago. Like, I didn't watch it a lot, but anytime I would start, you know, getting through the black hole in YouTube and searching wrestling stuff, their stuff would pop up, and I would pop for it every time. Um, I haven't watched a single episode of TNA. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. But uh, probably the best theme in AEW right now. I don't know if you heard it or if you listened to it. Santina and Ortiz's. Really? I loved it. Probably their their best theme right now. And then Jericho proposed Santana and Ortiz to fight the Young Bucks on November 9th at Full Gear, which, okay, so this match is going to happen. And I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, and it's a really good way of getting the Bucks out in the first round last week and still using them for this big pay-per-view. Exactly. So, like, you're building young talent. And, you know, one of the things we had thought about whenever that happened was, like, it looked good to the boys in the back that the high-end guys are booking themselves to job. Not job, Not but job, but yeah. And still keeping themselves important, so. And to me, that gives your whole promotion credibility. Right. Like, we're not just going to see, you know, Shane McMahon in an endless pay-per-view match. <laughs> you know, years ago, when Vince was giving Stephanie that award... And Shane's Shane music came popped, back, yeah. And everybody was, it went crazy. It, it was, was, yeah. It would give you chills. It was one of those moments where you're like, man, that felt good. If I would have knew at that moment, <laughs> that I had to have five years of Shane McMahon. Dude, I know. Ruin matches. Seriously. I would have wished I never had it. So hopefully he'll be gone a while. But anyway, we're getting off subject. So, how about the Cody Rhodes versus Jericho Bill, the vignette? Yeah, man, I loved it. I liked it, too. Yeah, I felt like it was refreshing. Yes. And it was just so well done, and always great to see DDP. Always great. But, yeah, I I thought 
I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I thought it was great. And if, if they've got more in store like that. The production of it. It's fantastic. Was, yeah, almost perfect. It wasn't just, we got four minutes to fill. Cheesy, yeah. Right. I'm starting to look more forward to Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. It's making me feel more invested. Um, so, also, we had Britt Baker versus Rio for the Women's Championship. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. When you look at Rio, I mean, she's so tiny. And at first, when I see her walk down the ramp, I have never seen her wrestle. I'm like, really? But then you watch her, and then she's extremely fast, which is what makes her her and unique and little. But she is entertaining to watch, and she is over like Rover with the crowd. You know what I think people... like. I- I think she's over to a certain crowd is that she does the old school stuff. Yeah. Her timing is really good. Like they missed a huge spot in that match. And you could tell that there was probably a, like a language barrier situation where they were kind of like, we got to reset. Yeah. They missed some kind of arm drag or something and it kind of looked funky. And then they stood up and the referee kind of helped out. But you, I didn't, nobody threw that away. Nobody was done after that. Right. The crowd stayed into it. And Rio's just so good with her, her timing and her facial expressions. And I don't know. I, there's something about her that feels old school to me. But, yeah, this match, it wasn't like... It wasn't my favorite on the card by any means. I do think AEW's women's division does need work. I do feel like WWE's women's division is far more superior So I guess if I would have to pick one thing, one downfall of AEW would be the women's division right now. But we'll have to see what they do with that. Okay, so we had another great tag team match for the tag team tournament with the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. How do you feel about these two tag teams? Uh, It was dope. I thought at first whenever they said that um, Luchasaurus was going to be out and Marco Stunt was going to be in... I was bummed a little bit because I think that Lucha Express thing could boom. But, uh, man, Lucha Brothers are so good. They are. That they can make anybody look good. And I think that this match was one that... The weird thing is I had some people that were new to watching AEW text me and they love Jungle Boy. And I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I would think, like, you look at this and you're like, what is this? And... People are texting me like, man, I love this guy. I was like, he's like, I love this. So I didn't expect much out of it at all. Me either, yeah. I got two tag teams that I'm excited for. Right, it had a lot of cool spots, and and Marco's stunt can really work, so it's exciting to watch them. Next is the much-anticipated tag match with Pac and John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. So, obviously, we had high expectations for this match. I mean, with four big names, you're going to have huge expectations. It definitely exceeded my expectations. What do you think? This felt big. The whole thing felt big, and it was weird for just a match on the third show on a random Wednesday night. It, but when they all came out, and they were all in the, the ring together, it just was like, man, I'm ready for this. So, one thing I was thinking... So we know what two of the matches of the pay-per-view are going to be, full gear. Right. I would not hate seeing all four of these guys before we get rid of that Omega and Moxley. Mm -hmm. Because we can wait on that. Mm -hmm. We can keep that stirring. 
I would love to see a number one contenders match with these four. Oh yeah, that would be I, awesome. And then you know, if you want to move Pop or Hangman into that role, because if you put Pop in there, you got two great heels going at it, which is totally different, and I think they could pull it off. And if you put Hangman in there, you still have the Elite versus the Inner Circle. So either one of those will work. And then next month you could also do your Omega moxley match and kind of get rid of that so i would love to see that yeah there was action happening throughout the entire match omega and moxley they even brought out the barbed wire and Pac threw it out of the ring not wanting to get dq'd so moxley flips him off and leaves the match and it and that tells a story there because they keep up with rankings rankings matter wins loss matter and it showed you there that Pac will do anything for that, so he's going after the gold. And Moxley doesn't give a damn about that. Right. It shows you that his character's kind of like, this isn't what, I'm not here for this. I'm here to hurt people. So it's a really interesting dynamic inside the uh, match itself. So then Adam Page hits Deadeye to win the match. For some reason, I don't know why, I love Adam Page's music. It's like, it's so simple and instrumental, but I think it fits him really well. Yeah, that's another top uh, song that they have in their roster, but I'm with you there. I dig it too. So anyways, I feel like the booking of this match was damn near perfect, and it will be exciting to see what happens next. All right, for the, what's the last match called? Main event. God damn. Hard! <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So, for the main event, for the AEW world title, was Darby Allen versus Jericho in a Philadelphia street fight. To me, the match started a little slow, you know, but it did get better. I thought the tape thing with Jericho taping Allen's hands behind his back was cool, especially the way Darby Allen was still able to move with his hands being restrained like that. Yeah, and then, you know, at the end of it, we had the interference with uh, Jake Hager. Jack. Jake. Jack. It's not Jack. It's Jack. It's Jake. What? It's definitely Jake. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That's why I read that part so you no, wouldn't make a mistake. No, it's not Jake. Look it up right now. Are you stupid? <laughs> I'm not stupid. It's Jack. They just had to change swagger. <laughs> look at it, Ashley. I'm going to keep talking. Oh, my I'm gonna, Lord. I'm going to okay. redo this looking, part, but you I'm, look it up. I'm looking And up. then, of course, we had the uh, interference with Jake Hager, who is a part of the inner circle, which causes it's Alan not to... <laughs> it's not Jake. Of course, we had the interference from Jake Hager, who is a part of the inner circle, which Alan, cost Alan the oh match. Oh, my God, it is Jake. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. yeah. It, wow. Well, you got Jake Jack wow. Hager Swagger. I think that should have been his name. Jake Jack Hagerswagger. Mine long. Yeah, it's all good. You got this. We're gonna we're gonna make it. Oh, there will be plenty of mistakes in these shows. Oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt. It's, and I probably won't edit out a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, don't because... worry about it. That's what they come for. So honestly, neither one of us tuned in at NXT. Not gonna lie, not gonna sit here and like read results and act like we watched it because we didn't. They got a lot of talent over there. They Adam Cole is one of the top dudes that I can't wait to see every week. Even though Adam that's not Cole, the show. Yeah. Adam Cole has so much freaking charisma, it's not funny. Like yeah. 
It's just like the whole look, the whole package, the way he carries himself. Yeah, he's. A it's so months. effortless, you know, and it, you it makes you want to watch him. Right. Uh, they're gonna move. Uh, this pay per view that they're gonna do next is gonna be loaded. War games. Is it war games before is that the Survivor next one? Series? Yeah. So, and I'm not even just talking about the war games. The war games itself looks like it's gonna be, um, Tommaso, Velveteen, maybe Gargano. I don't know, but versus the undisputed era and all of the war games that they've been have been great. So like this is gonna be great, but I still feel like they're working towards building more week to week storylines. And it's I mean, not I as think they easy. have to. Yeah, it's not as easy for them to do it as it is for AEW because a lot of AEW's guys are new and mm-hmm. it's fun. And I think some NXT is gonna just it, they're gonna have to continue to work to get the ratings up, but I guarantee you it draws closer sooner than later. So we're gonna jump right into discussing a little bit of what happened on Raw on October fourteenth, which was last Monday. So we finally get a recap of Hell in a Cell this week on Raw. The show starts off with Charlotte versus Becky to find out who gets the first draft pick. Becky rolled her up for the win. It was a decent match with a lot of false finishes, but, I mean, it's a Becky-Charlotte match, so not too much to discuss there. Yeah, that promo before the match was such a waste of time. Charlotte? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole segment, really. It was like, hey, we need to cover 30 minutes. We're going to give you 25 minutes to do, like, the draft and the match, but we got five minutes. I don't know. It sucked. Yeah, it sucked. So, we'll discuss the drafts at the end of the show. I know they did the first round picks after this match, but we'll just discuss the draft as a whole, or maybe on a different show. Tomorrow, we're planning on doing another show with Jake Martin, formerly from Bleacher Report, and we're going to kind of go over the draft and AEW as a whole, and yeah, I'm going to get into that because... Oh, he's going to rant, though. Jake will rant. We both will. And we've said that we want to keep this show where we're fair and we're not really critical and not praising people for things that haven't been done yet. But this sucked. It (laughs) it was bad. And I'm going to get into it pretty deep with Jake. But, yeah. So we'll save that for a whole other show, a whole episode. Okay, so let's go to Viking Raiders winning the Tag Team Championships. Don't from, care. Yeah, I was about to say. Don't I'll, care. I'll let you take that one, but yeah, we're I mean, cool. Next. <laughs> Next, OC jumps Street Profits, which is a feud I would love to see. Yeah, and we'll go over it tomorrow with the other podcast, but you're going to see it because there aren't a lot of tag teams in this in Raw. Right. So, which is cool though, and I don't is the the Street Profits T-shirt. Ew! Do you ooh, hate it bad, or love it? Hate it. Bad. Is it not so bad that it's great? <laughs> Maybe. I kind of feel that way. <laughs> it might be one of those things. Yeah. Speaking of so bad that it's great, the uh, next segment was Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman yeah. signing a uh, contract, which made no sense because just days ago Braun Strowman was drafted on SmackDown, so you would assume that... You said Braun. I said Braun. 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 Sorry, we are from the South, so we have... I got a Southern draw. So, I don't know why this wasn't on SmackDown, where Sherman was drafted, and this sucked. It did suck. I mean, and I'm gonna, like, I can't, I gotta stop using the word suck so much. I gotta change and figure out another word, (laughs) but so much of this sucked that that's the only thing that comes to mind. 
But this was stupid. Braun smashed a table, which I with, called. Yeah, with his fist. And it was pretty cool. And then Tyson, who says he's made for this, does the worst imitation of a pin and then leaves the ring like a heel would, <laughs> even though he's the baby face. Instead of raising his hands and getting the crowd over, he breaks a pin and then walks I did out. see him shake some hands. Yeah, cool. Like, those six <laughs> kids will remember that forever. I don't know. It was. It just came off stupid to me, and I'm not excited about this at all. And I'm a boxing fan. Me either. Fan. I like boxing. I'm a Tyson. I've watched these last three fights, and I don't know. It just doesn't. They're just trying trying way too hard to make it like Mike Tyson versus Steve Austin, which will never be often imitated and never duplicated. True that. Because the thing they're doing with they're trying to make Brock and Kane. That's a whole other thing, which <laughs> I'm not interested in. Yeah, they're just trying way too hard. I feel like and Braun is not the guy for that role. Nothing about him entertains me. I never liked Braun Strowman at all. I just, I think he's cheesy and for the children. Yeah. But, and uh, they gave us the Falls Count Anywhere match at Crown Jewel between Rollins and The Fiend. Um, that was announced, yeah. And now it's, there must be a winner. So everything that you did at Hell in a Cell... We as the consumer took, and a lot of people complained, and a lot of people were angry. Yeah. But some people said, well, it was, you, you kind of had to protect both guys in that match. You couldn't have a loser, yet you kind of had to wait, so whatever. If you were saying that, you can't defend it anymore, because now, with there has to be a winner, somebody's got to look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's for a throwaway pay-per-view. That they're just doing to appease some prince. And I hate this. I hate that this is going to be the big deal of this pay-per-view. That payday, though. Tyson Fury. I would... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Crazy money. And if I was in the company, probably would work the show. Probably cash in on the payday. But for this match... Because, like, this is what's working. This is the one thing that a lot of people that are watching the show got... Yeah, can't wait for this. And you're throwing it away. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse segment with Seth Rollins attacking Bray Wyatt. Booze from the crowd. I Okay, let's, let's live in a kayfabe world. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so at the beginning of, excuse me, at the beginning of uh, this whole thing, Seth comes out. And he says he's going to burn it down. He's going to find Bray Wyatt and da 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 When you pictured the Firefly Funhouse, did you imagine it being somewhere? Like, actually a house? Like, didn't you feel like Bray was filming this from somewhere? Right. And then just taking it over the show and playing it whenever he wanted it and, like... It was like well, a, not really, because they would announce it. Maybe if it just like came on air. What I never got the feel of when they did that was they're just shooting this in the back of some arena. Yeah. And then we kind of got the answer. Oh, they're just shooting this in the back of some arena. But I'm not going to be honest. I never thought of it really like that. I never thought of it one way or another. It was So just, it didn't matter to you? Yeah, it didn't matter There was to just me. an appeal of it to me to where it felt like they took the time to do this elsewhere. Uh-huh. And it was like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. Yeah. And it was, remember on the beginning of that show, he'd have to ride his bike and he went off through these obstacles to get to his playhouse. Yeah. I kind of felt that craziness with Bray. But now I just know that they filmed this in the back of the arena. 
and for some reason, Bray has the most flammable table <laughs> of all time on top of his uh, table. And so after Bray gets attacked by Rollins and says, and I think this quote matters. He says, Seth, why are you doing this to me? That's the one thing I can get out of this positively. Uh-huh. I feel like he's saying he's, he's separating himself from the fiend. Uh, but this like- was so cheesy, tacky, and <laughs> looked bad to me. And the camera zooming in and out and Seth's looking at the camera and burn it down. down just did not work it for was me cringe. at all hella cringe hella cringe and i'm a seth rollins fan i feel like he is the crowd is starting to turn on him a little bit as a baby face he is getting a little cheesy he's talking just, about hulk on twitter he's just so stan you know what i mean yeah he's he look you look at him you're like oh you're a stan hell of a hill though i love him as a hill he yeah. entertains me so much but I haven't turned on him. I still like watching his matches. Yeah. And, and the majority of this show is finishing up the draft, which we'll go over a little bit more on the next podcast because we yeah. want to go over everything as a whole, like a state of the union type podcast. But these were kind of the highlights of this show. Oh, yes. Okay. That impression was pretty good. I'm killing it tonight. What else do you have? Who else? Uh... You know what we should do? Well... You do an impression, and I have to guess who it is. But, I mean, that would probably be obvious. That wouldn't even be a game. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to get used to SmackDown not coming on Tuesdays. And Friday nights isn't the best. It's not the most convenient night to watch SmackDown. Not for their demographic. No. I mean, like... Even to like, I don't do any. I don't do a lot anymore. Because I have... A child. Yeah, I have an infant at the house. And even... With that, I'm like, man, this is not a good night for me to watch this. Yeah. Because the one night I do kind of get going is that night. Yeah. So, anyways, how have you liked the first two shows? Um, The first show felt really big. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they made it almost like WrestleMania now, big, the production. Production-wise, yeah. yeah. Now, I thought the cameos of Fox were garbage yeah oh me too yeah like i don't need to see troy aikman's glossy concussion eyed look (laughs) at me and tell me how fun it was to be a first round pick like i'm not (laughs) cool bro but yeah the only guy like joe buck i feel like everybody hates anyway so it's always (laughs) good to see him look like an idiot i don't need that and you know i think we said this a long time ago i told you like Man, when WWE moves to Fox, remember how bad everything was when um, USA would have like a new show, like, hey, Suits is starting, so we got to put the main actor on Raw tonight. Oh, yeah. And they would do these terrible things, and everybody had, like, nobody liked it. No. I'm terrified that that's just going to be the same thing. It probably, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. All the new, like, sitcoms on Fox, it wouldn't surprise me if they have stars come on. Right. And I don't like that either. I think it's cheesy. But anyways, so another feud on SmackDown is Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. How do you like this? I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but, I mean, let's go a little bit more in depth with it. I think, um... That 
this you got to look at it a lot like Ronda Rousey. So you've got this guy coming in greener than goose shit, and he's gonna have a match with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, who's not exactly. I don't think you can compare Kane Velasquez to Ronda Rousey. Who do you think will be better or more ready? Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Me too. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, here's a person coming in for a big match that's never been in this in this match before. They've never done this. Ronda trained her ass off at the performance center with a lot of different people that were concentrating on this one match for months. Yeah. This is coming off of like maybe three weeks news. And I know Kane's had some matches, but I think that he... I wouldn't do this because there's a chance that he can look terrible. You think? He could look so bad in this match that people are just like, oh, man, now I'm done. I'm good. Well, he's getting a huge paycheck, so... Oh, no doubt. But they signed him, if I'm not Are you serious? I'm pretty sure they signed him. I don't know about that. We'll have to look that up. Maybe. Cannot confirm or deny. Yeah. Thought I saw that. If that's not the case, but still, I would be nervous if I were him about putting on a WWE quality Reputation. Yeah, if it's just a payday, who cares? So this week we had uh, the Intercontinental Championship match, which I thought was pretty cool and I was excited for. Uh, um, Roman defeated Shinsuke Nakamura but by DQ, so didn't win the belt. Um, that was a pretty good match. Uh, why does Nakamura, why is he 0-2 with the, his title defenses being Intercontinental Champion? That may be the worst booked person. Yeah. In the past year and a half, to be real. Without a doubt. I think they just threw him away for whatever reason. And I'm sure that's a Vince move, but, man, that sucks. How uh, how about Nakamura and AEW, man? <laughs> yeah. That would be... I'd like to see Ibushi. I don't know if you know much about him. I that's don't... the guy who was in the Cruiserweight Championship, for if you want, kept up with just uh, WWE at the time. But I would like to see him. Uh, after that, Shorty Gable defeated Curtis Axel. Yeah, I don't think we have to go over that. Yeah, because not a lot of people care. But I would like to say mm-hmm. that we have completely changed the name now from Shorty Gable to Shorty G. Oh, yeah. That's so bad. that's gonna get over. That is bad. That's no. That's gonna have. I mean, I don't know a kid that's not gonna wear a Shorty, Shorty G shirt. <laughs> Uh, the New Day and Heavy Machinery defeated the Revival, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. So, they so get a six-man tag. They what? get rid of Robert Roode and D- Dolph Ziggler's tag team titles and instead keep them a tag team instead of having the easy breakaway of saying, all right, thanks for the carry ever we're done with. I mean, that's why that's the tag division right now. I yeah. mean, <clears throat> hey, it's, it's bad. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross get traded to SmackDown for absolutely nothing no in a reason. trade that shouldn't have been done at all. But hey, good news for Nikki Cross because she wins the number one contenders match. Really? Yeah. So she'll be competing Bailey in that match. Is that it? Well... Not a crown jewel, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because that, they're terrible people. I forgot about that. When is that match on SmackDown or? I don't know when they'll do that. Maybe Survive. No, Survivor Series will be champion versus champion, so they'll have to do that eventually. Maybe they'll do it a dark match at live from the Performance Center uh, on <laughs> Ground Jewel. All I saw from SmackDown was a clip on Twitter of Miz basically roasting Bailey, which we all need. That was a really good little segment. That's the Miz I love, man. Yeah. Something clicks, too. His voice changes, and he's just like... <laughs> he just sings it. Uh, 
Braun Strowman defeated Drew Gulak. Don't it, care. Well, here I do because I like Drew Gulak. I like Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. I like what he's done. I like his character. I think he's he's very much like Daniel Bryan, but without the charisma. I saw Daniel Bryan tweet him or tweet about ha- yeah, wanting a match with him. him, and they just throw it away for, to Braun and. I mean, just one of those things where you would think, man, WWE is definitely either tone deaf or doesn't give a damn because yeah. they know that there are fans out there that are going to be like, why'd you do that to somebody that we kind of got excited about? But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And then Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns defeat uh, Corbin and Nakamura, which was just, I don't know if they're doing this big, <laughs> I guess they're just trying to get. What is this for? Get Crown getting, Jewel over with? I think they're just giving a rub to Roman Reigns via Daniel Bryan just trying to get that face that baby face over that makes sense and also they're trying so they know everybody hates Baron Corbin right like right. probably the easiest heel 90% of the audience so when he interrupted the match between Roman Reigns and Nakamura and everybody hates Corbin then it just makes you yeah hate him even more and then Roman's the victim yeah I mean so you you asked for storytelling, and this is the laziest way they could. Yeah, story. pretty much. Yeah. And that was pretty much SmackDown. I mean, another week where, like, you should feel excited. Right. It's you should feel progression. Time. Yeah, it's the first week with a new roster. Yeah. And it just, when it's over with, you're just like, all right. And we did not see it, but from what we read about it, it seems like it fell pretty flat. So the only real thing I want to mention that I'm enjoying on SmackDown is the Bailey Hill turn. I loved it last week when she came out with the new hair. She popped me Bailey buddies finally. She said, "Screw you, bitches," to the audience. Yeah, this week she uh, said a line that you might be familiar with. What she said: "Life sucks, then you die." She really said that? Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah. I, <sighs> I'm just really curious to see Bailey as a heel because we've never seen that before. I agree. And the only way this... This is why this probably won't work is because the WWE <laughs> marks cheer for when she turns heel now. Right. And I don't think Vince is going to let that happen. I think he's going to be like, you listen to him out there. She's <laughs> over. We got to bring out the buddies Bailey again. buddies. We got to start hugging kids again. I hope not. Yeah. So, yeah, that will be interesting to watch. Um, so, anything else you want to add to this first podcast? I will say follow us on Twitter for updates and everything and tweets. Uh, at VA Show Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I just kind of want to go over some things that we had discussed. Uh, we want to be really interactive with this podcast, and, and we want, we'll want we answer all the tweets that we get, and just some of the things that we're going to try to do later. We're going to try to do some watch-alongs. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. We're going to try to do some uh, Twitch with the new WWE 2K20, which... Isn't getting rave reviews right now. It's not. But I still feel like uh, we can do some fun things on that. Um, we want to put this out, obviously, on podcast form. And then maybe just some other videos. We, we just really want to be involved with it. It's something that I feel like is more fun when yeah. we share it with each other. We're both pretty passionate about it, although it may be a little bit embarrassing. My boyfriend always makes fun of me for being a pro wrestling Who's fan. Who's that? 
Who's your boyfriend? <laughs> you may know him. His name is Cash Nasty Gaming. Yeah. He's Cash a big YouTuber. He pops, though. We he went might, to WrestleMania he, together, and I saw yeah, him we did. legit fanboy scream for Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Cold. Yeah. But, yeah, um, he'll probably retweet this podcast, and then some of his fans will be... And I can't <laughs> wait. So... Be sure to follow us on Twitter for updates, and we plan on recording another show back-to-back after this one, so stay tuned for that, all about the draft. Anything and else? I'm going to have some yeah, some words to it say. It will be pr- a, a, a large part of it will be pretty negative, it, not going to lie. Not even negative, but just real. Constructive criticism. Yeah, because they'll listen. <laughs> but just like... What we feel like is wrong, and honestly, everything that we are saying, because we've never done this, our reference point is listening to old timers, and you know, even like a lot of new guys, Mm because you can kind of you can really get into the business. That's what I like about wrestling. Like if you look past the show, you can kind of get into it. And these are things that we learn from them, and that we've heard a hundred times before. And that you can just see in day-to-day life with storytelling and reading a book or watching a movie. And it's just like, man, you are crapping all over us. <laughs> like, to and maybe, hey, I'm sure, I've heard writers say, hey, it's hard to write three hours, five hours of TV. And hire more we, writers. Exactly. Like, You're a multi-billion dollar company. You're throwing Tyson Fury out millions of dollars for... And he'll... <laughs> to literally poop on my screen for 15 minutes... On 15 Halloween. minutes oh, it'll that's be pretty terrible. generous <laughs> but yeah we have a lot coming up we want to do a lot of things not just this podcast so a lot be of different on the things lookout for that all right and with that being said we're going to sign off maybe one day we'll find a cool outro yeah or can you think of we, one yeah we can say kiss some rainbow you'll have to end it with what that. he said one